he's making that face. Oh, this is why we need video. This, this is, is why we we have to get yeah. Hey, Sally. Hey, Ryan. Hey, Alex. What's up? Hi. I'm excited to be here today. I'm like hesitant. I really, my heart posture right now is Jesus take the wheel. Yeah. <laughs> Carrie Underwood style. Uh, yeah. uh, today we are going to talk about how to share your faith. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's going to be a typical conversation on how to share your faith uh, because the main thing that I, this has been my own personal journey in the last few years. And I'm not necessarily talking about how you can strike up a conversation with somebody at Walmart, which maybe that's what you're looking for. And there will be, I think, touches of that. But it's mainly about like how to go about living your everyday life mm. and be, um, here's mm -hmm. what I'll say, because it's mainly for me to be one person and not be one person at church and one person with your family and then another person with wow. this set of friends and another person with this set of friends. Like how can we really be so solidified in what we think and feel and believe to be true about God wow. that we don't waver, we don't shift and shape and all that kind of stuff. Mm. So that's mm. kind of the conversation that I want to have today. Fun. Uh, yeah. In just a little bit. Yeah, it'll be fun. So Lord, help us all. Um, first, I want to do story time. Yes. Does anybody have stories? No. All right. <laughs> What? You're funny. The, well, you go ahead. Well, I mean, it's kind of, I know you're going to share a little bit about mm -hmm. um, a little road trip yesterday, but yes. um, yeah, we are, we are working on some more musical projects. Yeah. So y'all you know, just be, be aware. Yeah. So that's kind of what we did yesterday. We did take a little trip to work on another song, uh, which has been um, just super sweet and precious. Oh, yeah. And so this was um, that we've done it twice. Mm hmm both kind of spontaneously, spontaneously. it wasn't yeah. really like in our worship set or anything like that so um but we've done it twice and one was at was it was it the gathering, was it a gathering? the first time we did it was the gathering yeah um yeah and then there was a sunday that you was had, it a sunday okay. it, was, it, it was, was the following sunday like yeah. and it wasn't planned yeah but the way your message just really was landing and as you were landing the plane y'all did it at the end i kind of just end. looked yeah, at yeah, yeah. sally and i was like dude i think i think this is that moment yeah. um to sing a new song but a song that is so um restoring mm -hmm. and healing mm -hmm. um and so i just looked at her none of the band members had played it really mm -hmm. i think most of them hadn't played it yet and i said y'all just follow me we'll yell out some numbers and we're gonna we're gonna do this thing mm -hmm. and it was awesome it was i like i got to listen to it yesterday and, yeah. it, and it tells a story mm -hmm. like it it draws you in to pay attention to the lyrics yeah. because it's a seamless story um it was it was really good. Yeah, I can't wait. Can't wait for it to come out. I know. So this was Jesus has loved me. So mm -hmm. maybe maybe people listening have heard it. Um, but I'll go ahead and just kind of share a little bit about how this song came. Why to don't me you anyway. just sing it? All right, <laughs> <clears throat> here we go. <laughs> me me me. I will um, drop the beat. So the way that this song even kind of came about was uh, there was a night at NRS and. I think it was, was it during, it was just like a regular Sunday night. I don't think it was during an event. I can't remember, but there's a night that they were, um, the students were like no, on their faces. I think, hold up. I don't want to get my time. Was it the, the move? It might've been the move. You the had started to move. receive like a snippet of this yes, line. Yes. So the whole first verse, I, um, Liam and he had called Brandon down to pray for some. So some of the leaders were like praying for the students it was just a beautiful, holy moment for NRS. And um, so there's like some ambient music in the mm -hmm. background, just, you know, Alex is playing. And all of a sudden this 
you know, verse comes to me. It's this story. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of laid out. And it was, I just kind of laughed at them. I was like, Lord, that, it rhymes. Like it's a whole, like it, it actually <laughs> wow. flows together. This is like, yeah. this is really beautiful. So I wanted to start playing around with it again. And um, this was also at a time that, you know, I, I just was craving a real experience with the Lord. Like I know what I know. Mm. And even if I never like, felt the Lord so strong or had some big, crazy experience, I'm at a place in my faith where what the Bible says is enough for me about God. Like, I believe it. It's true. But I was asking, like, Lord, I do want to feel you in a way that I never... So this was like several days Mm -hmm. and weeks. I had some conversations with Brandon. I listened to some messages of these people who had these, like, insane experiences with the Lord. And I know there have been times that the Lord has spoken clearly to my heart, and I've known... Like, this is the Lord. I felt him, but I was just kind of like, I want something. I just want to see something. Mm-hmm. Like, would you show me something? Um, so there was this night that Brandon had gone to bed. And typically, we, I mean, we're, you know, just like old people, like the same, like we go to bed at the same time. Like we're, we're both done watching TV at the same time or something. Mm-hmm. So normally, like we go get in bed at the same time, go to sleep. And he was like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go to bed. And I was like, I just feel like I really, I really want to spend some time with the Lord. I felt that call. And you know, what's funny is I'll just say this for other people. Like maybe sometimes you feel that call, like every time you feel that call, I think there will be a flesh battle. Oh yeah. And it's like, no, I could go to sleep or I could scroll a little longer or no, I could just watch one more episode. Like, let me tell you, answer the call, go where he is calling you. If it is to the word, if you're like, oh, maybe that's just a thought that I had, but I don't have to. Like, I'm really just exposing my own thoughts. Like, these are the things that I go through. Uh, Yeah, you're not the only one. Yeah. That's everybody. Everybody. You you can feel like, I could could go spend time with the Lord right now. I could spend time in the word. But there will always be a part of your flesh that's like, don't, don't, don't. And this particular night, it was like I couldn't deny it, mm-hmm. um, but that's not always how I respond. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I can think of lots of times that I've felt the call and I've just been like, I'll just go to sleep or whatever. I couldn't not. And so I went to the music room. This is another thing. I don't play. I really don't play keys. I know like a few chords. I don't. So I was trying to like put music together. Mm-hmm. With, why are you smiling that way? <laughs> Nothing. Sal, <laughs> so play keys. I was like, we're going to put you to play keys. The <laughs> first thing that came out of mind was you on Sunday with the the keys. Was it? Is it an organ? Yeah. You talking about when we did Because He Lives? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, bro, you just. Everybody keeps talking about an organ. I know. Sunday. What did, I, did I miss it? Well, maybe yeah, he played the organ. He, he went gospel. Well, it was because he oh, lives. Right. But you know, oh, just kind of Addison Hall. You made my mind race. Uh huh. So. It was my fault. Um, but so I don't play keys, and so okay. To, <laughs> oh, we're back. Okay. <laughs> I don't. So to go in there, so I'm just kind of messing around on the keyboard, and I want to like keep messing with this song. Well, the whole song ends up coming together except for this chorus. I'm mm-hmm. like. And then so I started thinking, I was like, what is this song even about? Like, it, it's wow. the story of the gospel, but the chorus is supposed to kind of tie a song together. Yeah. Like, the, it's it's kind of the peak of the song where you're like, oh, this is what the song means. And so I'm just playing some chords. Oh, this is like such a sweet story. I won't cry. Uh, 100% that's going to happen. Yeah. Got my tissue. <laughs> no, I don't think I'll cry. But it was a very sweet moment that it was like the words fell out of my mouth. I played mm-hmm. these chords all of a sudden. And it was just, Jesus has loved me. And I sobbed, which is not a surprise, but I'm t- it was like a sob I haven't done in a long mm-hmm. time. Like, I get teary-eyed pretty easily, cry. but it was, a, yeah. it was a good cry. And I had, like, a supernatural moment. My chest was on 
fire. Like mm. I felt it radiate from my heart through my arms to my fingertips. It was a heat that like, I know what certain times, like if you ever get embarrassed, there's like a, yeah. mm-hmm. it wasn't gets, that. Like yeah. it was, it was like a burning. And it was funny because the week before you had taught on that it was a part of I don't know if it was a part of the um the letters to the church or something yeah well I'm trying to think too because I remember went, us talking about that you were well you had talked about eyes of fire you set your heart ablaze yes and then you had likened it to when did our hearts not burn within us yes that when oh before it was he, um with the disciples on the road to um, but yes but it was after his resurrection was it Luke uh, yes amaze yeah yes yeah. So this is after his yes. resurrection, right? And he's yeah, 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 mailing yes. who he is. Yeah, but like, they, don't they, don't they don't know yet. They don't know And they're like, who is this man? Our hearts are ablaze. Yes. I'm, yes. I'm pulling it up. And they're like, were our hearts not ablaze within us? Like, this was after they realized that he was there. Because their eyes were open at one point. Like, they... Once he broke the end. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so it, you had just taught on that. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, my gosh. And so I really felt... This, so I sat in there. I mean, it was probably another 45 minutes and I just sobbed. And then this song came together. So it's this story of God's love for us. But it's real. It's it. It was one of the times that marks me mm. that it will mark me the rest of my life because it it felt like I've known his love. I've talked about a lot about his love since I came to know him when I was 13. Mm-hmm. It's. Uh, it, it's a. I've never known it like that. Like yep. it was a new That's very level profound. of love. Yep. Okay, pulling this up, that pastor we were yeah. talking about. So he's walking with them, and they're they're not blind physically; they're blind spiritually to yes. see that that is Christ. And it says in verse thirty-one, it says Luke twenty-four, verse thirty-one. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him. And then he disappeared. And then they said, "Were our hearts not burning within us when he talked to us, and he opened up the scriptures to us? <laughs> their hearts were on fire." Because they were, they had a new revelation of Jesus, yes. and that's what you're saying. Yeah. Now well, his was the scriptures. Yours is yes, the spirit of God. But all, but it, it is the script because this song is the scriptures. Yes. This song is everything that we're told in scripture yeah. about who Jesus is mm-hmm. and what that's he good. does for the one. Yeah. And it's like for me, wow. and so it's like that is really profound. And so yes. not even knowing even or realizing that full context, it's like my heart was on fire, and I will never forget that night ever. And it marked me. Mm. And so that's kind of what this song was born out of. And I hope, oh gosh, I hope when people listen to it that they feel kind of that same, like, overwhelming. Well, Jesus a, has really yeah. loved it's, a it's already happened. Yeah. Like, I, I've shared that story yeah. where, man, just in, the, like, your vocal hadn't even been, like, for real done yet. Yeah. It's just a demo vocal. Just demo, drums, bass, guitar. Yeah guy random guy comes into the studio who's a friend of the engineer you know and shane asked me hey can can this guy listen to it and i was like yeah, yeah. sure this man is like in his 50s maybe early 60s retired bus driver uh, for a touring band and he gets teary mm. and he's like who wrote this song mm. the you Lord. know mm-hmm. and this is not even the fully fleshed yeah. out like it's not you know you know how picky we could be um in music and as artists like we want it to be the last product yeah. until somebody hears it. You know, this is just a raw, mm-hmm. yeah. rough version of mm-hmm. it. And he's our, you know, the words, the, you know, like, he's like, dude, I'm, a, I love music, but I'm all about words. And mm-hmm. he's like, these words are just something else. So it's, it's already begun. Wow. Yeah. Um, when we did at the gathering for the very first time, mm-hmm. I have like vivid memories of like particular people who within the first two, three lines of this song, they hit the ground. Mm-hmm. 
or they walk up to the altar. Like oh it was just gosh. an instant yeah. um, Holy Spirit conviction of mm-hmm. like, wow. Wow. Mm. Um, because it's such an identifying song. Yeah. Um, it's very poetic. I mean, we just can't wait for people to, you know, for it to be released and really bless people, but restore and heal yeah. and um, see sons and daughters return to the Lord. Absolutely. You know? Also Absolutely. relate to it. That's. Oh, yes. I, 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 it's hard to say because no one's heard it yet, but yeah. the way it's written is this is who I am. Mm-hmm. This is who I was when he mm-hmm. when he goes through things. I'm mm-hmm. like, man, good night. It does. You said the chorus ties it together. It does. Mm-hmm. It puts a bow on it. Yeah. So you said something in that that's also asked. Uh, um, I want to pose a question. Why is it or what in us makes us think that Jesus of the Bible isn't enough? Mm-hmm. Like, what is it? Why do we, we talked about this in men's group. We're going through the book, um, Screw Tape Letters. Mm-hmm. And that we're on that chapter where it basically talks about one of the, now it's a fiction book. Right. If you don't know this, oh, real quick, because it helps put perspective on this. Basically, Screw Tape is, is a demon, mm-hmm. and he's writing a letter to his protege, who's also a demon, and their goal is to attack humans yes. and draw them away from Christ. So the whole book is different things that demons do to draw us away or entice us and pull us. So this chapter was on how do we get humans to add to Jesus? So Jesus isn't enough, but Jesus plus Mm -hmm. this, 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 Mm -hmm. then you'll be satisfied. Mm -hmm. But, and you kind of just said that. So what, what is it in us that says I need to do something or I need to add something to the gospel Mm -hmm. or add something to Christ for it to fully um, satisfy me? Other than my, my initial reaction is sin our hearts are um, mm-hmm. bent towards yeah. anything else mm. and bent towards I don't our have flesh. A, I don't have a fully fleshed out thought, but my, my, my gut reaction to that is we, <coughs> we perceive like faith as an illusion so often, mm-hmm. you know, like faith as this like non-existent, like mm-hmm. you have to force your brain to believe in something that's, you know, you would say is like uncertain, mm-hmm. you know, and we, we want facts. We want, we want, um, raw we want visible mm-hmm. you know yeah, tangible we want tangible you know and uh and then also because again we're in our flesh we have experienced instant satisfaction mm. um to what the world has to offer you know and so we have this constant battle of i know what can instantly satisfy i know you know i know yeah. it can instantly satisfy yeah um but the the bible being a story about faith you know, like it really is believing in something that we know in our core is real, um, but it is so sacrificial mm-hmm. because there's moments where you're going to, you know, like Sally, I loved how she said, for so long I wanted to feel something so tangible, but I still believed in his word, mm-hmm. which is even more powerful um, to deeply think about that thought. Um, but there's these moments where she has this incredible encounter with the Holy Spirit, gives her this fire that burns within that's really she has no words to articulate Mm -hmm. which is the beauty of the spirit the (laughs) spirit you know like a lot of times you ask people what did you feel in this moment what did you feel and it's hard to articulate it Mm -hmm. you know and so then you know those are the things where it's by our faith that again here's that chris elmore thing that he said a few weeks ago when we did that song evidence how do we know what do people have to say that jesus is real it's your faith it's your faith your faith your faith and when you see all a multitude of jesus lovers who have faith mm-hmm. there's something that goes okay there's something different mm-hmm. here and then you put all their stories together and you're like no way that's real no way that's mm-hmm. real and then you start to see the, the 
greatness of God. Mm-hmm. You know, he did that for you. You know, somebody can be as simple as you simply believe and that's huge. And then for others, it's like, man, he completely saved me yeah. out of um, raw addiction, raw, like, um, yeah. success, like all this stuff that was just so super distraction, distracting. So um, I think, again, it's just that whole what's the tangible versus, man, this is a faith-filled life. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's a good, daily man. faith-filled life. And you, yeah. you believe even when there's a bit of uncertainty, mm-hmm. you know. So. What are some of your thoughts about it? Like why? I I would agree. I yeah. think we um we're our minds are very controlled by sin, mm-hmm. and I think we don't want to admit that because like we talked about last week, a lot of shame and guilt comes mm-hmm. into that. But also realizing that should help us realign our focus on mm-hmm. Christ. Yep. And just to think now again, that book is fiction, but at the same time, there's some truth to that. Mm-hmm. And to think if that's the enemy's goal is to add something to Jesus or convince us that we need something more to Jesus, then even more so we have to understand the Christ of the Bible yeah. isn't just enough. He's more than enough. Yeah. And so we have yeah. to get rooted back into who he is. Mm-hmm. But again, we want what we want and we don't want what he offers a lot. Yeah. Um, this past Sunday is the same thing is we want the Christ who fills our needs, mm-hmm. but sometimes what we need is the, the God of revelation yeah. who comes for justice and judgment and um, discipline. Yeah. But it's not just always grace and mercy sometimes. Mm-hmm. In his grace and mercy, he also disciplines. Mm-hmm. So that's why Jesus is enough. He gives yeah. you all that you need, even things that you don't realize you need. Yeah. Wow. Well, it, it goes back to that uh, kind of spiritual blessing and physical blessing conversation. Yeah. We do want the physical blessings, and we don't really yeah. value the spiritual blessings it, yeah. yes. when you're told that you'll have peace well when things are fine you're like well i don't, I don't need peace i don't yeah. need peace i'm, I'm good. good i got yeah, peace yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like uh, things are great but yeah. you don't you underestimate the peace that you'll need until you're in that moment where you're like jesus i need your peace mm. and then you value the spiritual blessing you know yeah. or whatever the spiritual yeah. ble- the perseverance hope like I, I i think for a long time i didn't it didn't mean a lot to me that i would need mm-hmm hope for eternity. I've talked about this a lot. That's why your perspective has always, um, struck me because you had such an, you've had such an eternal perspective. And for a long time, I didn't really care. I Mm. I mean, honestly, I I wanted to know Mm -hmm. what God could do for me here and now. I wanted to make sure he wasn't going to like take my family or take my husband or, Mm -hmm. you know, like I just wanted the, I just wanted to know he was going to be good to me on earth. And I didn't really have an eternal perspective, but as you get, I think it's a a age (laughs) thing too. That's huge. Hope is developed. Mm -hmm. Hope doesn't just come to anybody, and it doesn't always just come to believers. Mm-hmm. In Scripture, hope is developed through perseverance, mm-hmm. and your perseverance, there's three steps. We This is Romans. This yeah, is Paul. yeah, yeah, I was about to look that up. Perseverance. So in your battles, in your trials, in your tribulations of life, when you push through, through the strength of the Holy Spirit within you, it develops something within you. Yeah. Character. Yes. That's, that's scripture. So yeah. it develops um, who we are. It develops our personalities. It develops our strength. Yeah. It, it It's the mental toughness. Perseverance builds your mental toughness. Mm. When you have that mental toughness, that's when it produces hope. Yeah. I mean, and so I can understand how, or, or like you said, like I didn't understand or desire or want mm-hmm. hope. I'd rather have it now. Mm-hmm. 
this is not a knock on you, but it's no, it, it, the maturity, yeah. your Go growth. Ahead, annihilate me. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I didn't mean that. But I'm saying like I'm totally kidding. that makes sense because as you grow in the Lord, as you go through trials and you have to rely on the Lord to get you through those things, mm-hmm. perseverance, it develops more of your soul yeah. and your mental toughness, then you get the eternal perspective. Yeah. That's scripture. And when you're wow. young, you don't care. You like don't, you don't yeah, want that. Like because right. here so here's what it says. This Romans uh which you did a great job. I was like I would never be able to, not never, uh, but I wouldn't know the order of all of that. But Romans 5, 3 through 5, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings, LOL, uh, because we know that suffering produces perseverance. And I'm like, I can't get past the suffering. I don't Mm -hmm. want to suffer. So I don't care if it produces perseverance. It's kind of how I used to feel about it. I don't really care because I don't, I don't want to suffer, but that, and then perseverance produces character and character produces hope. And hope wow. does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. There you go. Thank you for listening to the Overflow Podcast. We'll see you next week. <laughs> that's all I'm, we really I'm, need to say. That's such a, that's such a beautiful passage. I want to look this up too. Glory in your sufferings. I want to see um, what that what the Bible, mm-hmm. like the original context means of glory in your sufferings. It's almost like you have to, he starts with the end yeah. Because when you glory in your, the reason you can glory in your sufferings is because you realize the outcome of your yeah. sufferings and it's not um, to beat you down, it's to raise you up. Yes. But you have yeah, to go um, through it. The other portion of that too is when you're, when you're speaking, um, if, if we were to really understand that, you know, when we speak, there is a, a spirit behind that too. Mm-hmm. And so the whole glory in your sufferings is when everything within your being is like connected and there's a conviction, there is a, um, there's a, a real understanding of what you're saying. And I mean, we can call that a hypocrite. It's like they could mm-hmm. say something, but it's not backed by mm-hmm. anything, you know, or people who communicate, but like, do you even live that out? Mm-hmm. But when you live it out in obedience and there is this authentic worship that happens in your life because mm-hmm. there's obedience that walks mm-hmm. in it. When you speak, there's that there's that spirit that's like it's gonna pierce the mm-hmm. hearts of many, mm-hmm. and so the glory in your suffering, it's it builds character. They, these are this is I think where the anointing of mm-hmm. the Lord says you are set apart. Mm-hmm. You know you are gonna wreak havoc mm-hmm. um, against the enemy. Yeah, because again I have poured out my glory on you mm-hmm. because through suffering you have persevered mm-hmm. and now you're going to speak hope mm-hmm. you see what i'm saying yeah. like mm-hmm. and the hope is actually going to land mm-hmm. it's a it's a yes like that's that's where to me it just starts to really um make a lot of sense and make an impact so that word <clears throat> is rejoice mm-hmm. so you rejoice this um this version says you rejoice in your afflictions but glory boast yeah I, who mm-hmm. this is why you renew your mind mm-hmm. Because who in their in their right mind would, yeah. rejoices or mm-hmm. boasts in their afflictions? Uh-huh. It's wow. only those who have been renewed mm-hmm. by the Spirit because you have hope. Mm-hmm. You know. That's, hey, you can give me all that you want. Bring mm-hmm. it on because I have the Lord within well, me and I know my, my destination. Have you ever like, shared a story, whether it's your own story or somebody else's story? You know, Even like we've talked about forgiveness or whatever. And do you see when people tense up a little bit because... It's like, you did what? You did what the world wouldn't do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You did the opposite. Counterculture. It's the counter, it's it's mm-hmm. the paradox of the kingdom again, mm-hmm. you know? And that whole action um, is that re- you re- you're re- rejoicing and boasting in God's goodness through something that makes no, no uh-huh. sense. Yes, that. 
You know, like yeah. this is you boast in the cross. That's what we speak on, dude. Well, there's yeah. power in overcoming. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. There's power for you, but there's power in your story when you overcome. And it it doesn't have to be something crazy. No. Just the little things. There's power because you realize where the strength comes mm-hmm. from, and that's the power of your testimony is to share where you have shortcomings. Mm-hmm. The Jesus of the Bible is enough. Yeah, that's good. Ryan. No, it's powerful. I'm trying to think of anything to add. I'm like, I literally don't. I other than people are watching you, mm-hmm. whether you think so or not. Oh. They're watching everything that you do. Yeah. This is a total side. This has nothing to do really with like suffering produces endurance and character and all that stuff. But a little side note about how people are watching you. I have a friend who shared with me on Sunday. She just showed me her phone, and it was a message um, from someone that she loves a lot that said, "Hey, I just needed to tell you this." I've watched you on social media and I saw like your bachelorette weekend and just seeing how you live life with your friends. And she's like, I've always known and noticed there's no alcohol involved. And she said, Mm. I have everything that I've done is placed a heavy emphasis on alcohol. Like if I go out somewhere, I'm, I'm planning to drink or if I, if I'm going to be with my friends, we have to drink and like all this kind of stuff. She said, I just want to let you know, just watching you live life that way, it kind of highlighted to me that I, I care about this a lot. And I've, I've been five months without a drink. Wow. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, yeah. that's something that girl never said anything. Yep. She never spoke to her. She never outright said anything. Wow. But it watched, like, even watching through the lens of her social media that she was like, there, I'm I'm seeing that I yeah. place such a high value on this thing. So, yeah, y'all were talking about people watching well, you and that it's that, a testimony. There's so, that like, phrase, that's crazy. There, that phrase where it's just like a living testimony. Yes. Like, we're not we're not lightening the word living. Mm-hmm. It is a fullness. There, your testimony is alive. Mm-hmm. Your life for what people see, it's alive. Uh-huh. And so it's impacting even without words. Yes. Mm. Like, that's that's the the work of the Spirit. Yeah. That's the supernatural at play. It is. It is. You know? And, I mean, we don't, I mean, we want people to see that stuff. Yeah. I mean, which is really going to tie into what you want to talk about today. Yeah. And what? what are you, are you transitioning? I'm not transitioning. I want to pull this up because this is, this is <laughs> the beauty of the Bible. Yeah. Um. There's things called word studies, yes. right? And every this is why we keep saying every word, every verse, every passage, there's depth to it. It's not just the words that are written. So if you take the word um, hope in that passage, I'm, I'm going back to this again. I love it. So, please. Okay, good. <laughs> Y'all are trying to move on. No, no, we're not. Where it says um, affliction produces <laughs> endurance. <laughs> endurance produces proven character. Yeah. Keyword there, proven oh, character. yeah. Tried proven, and true. Yes, yes. Proven character produces hope. So if you take that word hope and you do a word study on it, it shows you the different um, ways the scripture uses that same Greek word uh-huh. or Hebrew word. And just so you can get the full picture wow. of the, um, I guess depths is the right word, yeah. of that word. So it that hope is splendor, glory, magnificence. Wow. So think about this. When you have um, perseverance that produces character, then it produces hope. So you see the magnificence of Christ. Then it says um, the same word. It's used a different place. Place of refuge. Mm-hmm. So you're rooted. Oh wow! Yeah, and wow. I feel, um, trust, reliance, confidence, security. This is wow. the meaning of hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, it goes on to say expectation, optimistic outlook, um, washing. Mm-hmm. The washing of you is hope. We don't. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like hope for eternity. It's the washing of 
of your sinful nature and you are brought into his radiance and glory. This is why the spiritual things matter because if you're focused on the physical blessings, all you're really saying is I want my life to be perfect and I never want to go through anything. We know that whether you are a believer or not, you will go through things. That's why the spiritual blessings are everything. It actually is so deep that you're like, no matter what happens, I'm unwavering. Mm -hmm. I'm rooted. Mm -hmm. I'm covered. I'm steadfast. Like you're so deeply. So that's why we, we have to start caring more. I'm talking, I'm talking about myself, like, who's we? Uh, Me. Yeah. We really Us. do have to start caring more That's about insane. the spiritual blessings and I, making sure that our, like, suffering yeah. produces endurance, produces character, produces hope. And so put put those, those words, those phrases into that. Mm-hmm. That produces the washing of mm-hmm. you. Like, well, That's, that's I crazy. I keep having this image of you know, blind people seeing and mm. in the spirit mm. for so many of us who can be blind in certain areas of our life. We always talk about how can we see Jesus more clear, mm-hmm. more clear, add clarity. Lord, we want to see you for who you are. That those that if you can yes. see the Lord in his kingship and his magnificence, what's the other words that um that used to stay um radiance, like, trust, reliance. Mm-hmm. All these things like a place of refuge. Mm-hmm. Imagine what all that does going towards hope. Y- yeah. You know, like this is mm. this is powerful, man. Is. This is again why I, I was saying like living testimony, sharing your story, ca- actually carrying weight to what you believe because you follow it through obedience, and yes. you're gonna have people who are were once blind now can see, mm-hmm. and that's that's that, man. That's mm-hmm. powerful, man. Also, um, I know we're like staying on this for a while, but as far as like producing character, I keep thinking of this concept because. Um, before Brandon and I went through some stuff like in our marriage, um, and I, I, you know what, this kind of kept me up the other night. I was like, anybody who's new and listening, they're probably like, what happened? Um, but my (laughs) husband did share his story on house of miracles last year. So go, go look at that. You can listen to his episode of the podcast and all that kind of stuff. So you can kind of see what, what we endured in marriage. Um, but I think of this often, Hmm. before that, I, I really did think our marriage was like, perfect, mm. you know? And then to find out it really wasn't perfect. But I had always wanted for us to have, because our marriage, this is funny, because mm. our marriage I thought was so great, I wanted us to be able to help other people have good marriages, you mm. know? And then we find wow. out it's not really. But I am so thankful for that because what would we have talked about from a standpoint of a mm. quote-unquote perfect marriage that actually wasn't tried? that actually didn't mm-hmm. produce character in us, that if somebody came to us and they were like, we have marriage issues, my response, what would it have been? Like, mm-hmm. well, just laugh more. Like I, like, I don't know. Like, I wouldn't have had answers for anything. And so it's actually wow. funny because now we do have couples that come, and I feel like, thank you, Lord, that we've been through something. Yes. And we can actually speak to the testimony that your spirit will be with us. It will give us everything that we need. It gives yeah. us the grace that we need. It gives us the strength to turn away from things that we shouldn't be mm. engaging in anyway. Like th- there would have been no character mm. yes. behind it. Does that make sense? Absolutely. It would have just been so empty and been yeah. like, uh, honestly, I think about it. Like, thank you, God, that, that we didn't go that route because it, it would have been so fake and false. It just would have been like, almost like, sorry about your luck. Like our marriage is great. Like what would yeah. we have ever talked about? There would have been no depth there. So it's it's always funny to me when you actually can go, I, I hope this resonates with people because I am I know I've talked to people like this. 
When you're in it, you would never want to do it again. Mm -hmm. When you're out of it, you would never do it any different. Mm. You know, like you're so thankful that God would actually take you through this. And other people can look up from the outside and be like, oh my gosh, like I would never want to go through that. Yeah, I didn't want to, but looking back, I would never change it. Yeah, life is life is all about perspective. Yeah, and as you go through these seasons and these journeys, yeah, you're always grateful for the greater perspective mm-hmm. that you never had want mm-hmm. before, but now you, you have now. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. that's that that whole thing. I I had two thoughts about because there's the people that p- perhaps assume or that their their life or their marriage is pretty okay, pretty perfect. Yeah, and you you're talking about things get shaken up and you're yeah. like, holy crap, it's not perfect. Yeah. But there's also that flip side of like, let's just quote unquote, just assume there's nothing. Yeah. Um, or not nothing, but maybe something hidden and you yeah. just think it's perfect. Even the simplicity of like the Lord saying, yeah, but I still want, I don't want you to be prideful mm-hmm. or self-righteous mm-hmm. that you think this is perfect. Yeah. There's a, there's a greater calling to this, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and this is the stuff that needs to get shaken up. Mm-hmm. So like, bro, that's, there's, that's deep. There's no, there's no excuse for anybody's story or life, any circumstance, whatever. There's some, always something that the, the spirit is saying, come close to me. You know, yeah. I want to reveal things that you think perhaps are whole mm-hmm. or healed mm-hmm. or or non-existent. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, we live in that world sometimes where you just think, oh, that doesn't exist in my mm-hmm. life. And the Holy Spirit starts scratching away and you're like, oh man, I do carry mm-hmm. like this um, toxic pride mm-hmm. that for some reason I'm blind to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? There's a reason why as Christ followers, we talked about this, was it last week or the week before, the closer we get to Christ, the more we see our brokenness. Mm-hmm. And that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Oh, it's good. And it's you, so good. You see your sinful nature next to compared to a holy nature mm-hmm. and th- he's revealing these things to yourself to keep you humble, but also to help you understand your need for a savior. Mm-hmm. Uh, the closer you get to Christ, the more you might feel broken and embrace that mm-hmm. because you see the love of a savior. Yeah. Yeah. This goes to, um, <clears throat> my throat's all jacked up today. Oh, mercy. <coughs> We're good. We'll cut that out. Were you cheering like <laughs> so hard? Oh yeah. You went to yeah. The- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Um, this goes to a conversation we had right before here, right before this podcast, mm-hmm. and you said someone brought up, why did God in the beginning mm-hmm. just get rid of sin? Mm-hmm. And I think it, it it's the same conversation because we see a different level of his love mm-hmm. because of the things that we have gone through. Yeah. And not that God wouldn't express himself in the same amount of love if sin never entered the world, mm-hmm. but we are tested and tried and we see his love through this. Mm-hmm. This um, Going back to this passage again, where it says character, mm-hmm. Another word for that is value. Oh, wow. And so because we did sin and Christ showed his love, it added value to his love for his children. Wow. I think that's an important part of this it too. It, and going back to this, you have that's value beautiful. and it the value that your trials creates a value within you, character, yeah. that then produces hope. So you can wow. see, um, the best way to say that, the glory of hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It adds value to it. Oh, incredible. But you only see that through your trials and tribulations and brokenness. Yeah. Wow. I hope this is landing for people. Oh, it is. I, I feel like we went so deep. No, I, I hope it makes sense. Gosh, this is so good. It went so deep that I don't even understand. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, regardless if it's not like 100% clicking, I think just chew on it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just sure. really meditate in the Lord with this, these thoughts. Yeah. Go look on that one verse. Reading the Word of God is not about quantity. It's about quality. Mm-hmm. Sit on that verse 
and ask the Lord, like, what does this mean? This is that we said this on Sunday. There's a pastor I keep listening to in Revelation. Mm-hmm. Like, Lord, why are you giving us this information? Mm-hmm. Don't just move on. Ask him, why are you giving us? And mm-hmm. then yeah. um, why is the title? Him. Yeah, why is the title of this one dragons and <laughs> hey, Lord, why, like why do you want me to know these things? Yeah. You know, we can't just read those and move on. He he's giving it to us for a reason, and uh, we have to meditate on that. Yeah. All right, I'm done. Well, great job. Uh, I can't even. It's amazing. I mean, I know we're about to transition, but it's yeah. amazing to go from a beautiful story as um, the origin of a song, mm-hmm. you know, and then to go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, How did we get here? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's it's awesome. Y'all yeah. be on the lookout. Um, because a week from the day this gets released, yeah, there's a new single. Yeah, but it's not that one. It's not. It's Jesus not that one. This one, I, it's kind of going to be surprising to people, I isn't know. it? It's so, so fun. I'll just be on the lookout. Can I talk more about that one? Oh, why not? You know, sure. I just want to say that, Ca- that Cassidy's singing it. Yeah, and I, everybody's just going to love it so much. It's oh yeah, a beautiful song, and she does like she does her Cassidy thing, which yeah. is just like. Her mm. soft, perfect, buttery voice. Okay, oh. let's talk about Cassidy for we the next forty-five minutes. We call it the Cassidy minutes. thing. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Well, September twenty-eighth. September twenty-eighth. New oh, song snap. coming out. More um, like Jesus. More like Jesus. Mm. Which coincidentally, <laughs> another worship band just released a song called "More Like Jesus." So I'm like, Lord. They, you know what? They're watching us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think more likely on? we have a Holy Spirit oh. that unites us. His body. His oh, yeah. body. And if he has a message he wants to get out into the world, he's going to do it. But here's the evidence. So, yeah. <laughs> so they came out with that and we were like, oh, dang, we're like two weeks behind. Or like, I mean, I guess at this point, like a month behind. Like, yeah. But I promise we wrote this song and had it produced. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, you know, it's <laughs> we crazy. didn't steal this song. Again. Side topic, but I went to coffee with a pastor in the mm-hmm. area, and we were talking about the diversity in the churches, in his church and our church. What? Why are you looking at Keep me? Going. We, Keep going. No, I, want to, I want to see what you're about to say. Yeah, what are you going to say? It blew my mind, this simple phrase that he used. I don't know what y'all are mm-hmm. thinking. It probably has nothing to do with what I'm about to say. No, it's just you said diversity. Anyway, go. Oh, yes, the diversity, but... Talking about um, not just uh, ethnicities, but also keep going, keep going, Rock, keep going. Are you, are you kidding me right <laughs> now? Keep going. keep going. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding? No, but I'm saying like spiritual backgrounds. Oh my gosh, what is happening? <laughs> this is word Can for I just word. This? We have this not talked about this at all. Word for word, what Lisa said backstage on Sunday. She said, and I'm not even talking about races or where people are from. I'm talking about spiritual backgrounds that the Lord is mixing up His church right now from spiritual backgrounds. Okay. You guys had the same conversation, and He said something to me that was. It blew my mind, and it's so simple. He says, "Unity does not look like you. Un- you know, oh no, <gasps> uniformity. <Ryan>. Uniformity. <laughs> okay. Unity does not look like uniformity. Unity is even though we have our differences, we're still unified through Christ." And I was just blown away by that simple statement. Let's go. Unity does not mean uniformity. See, Lisa, we don't have to be all the same, bro. Lisa went. How do we get on this? Hold up. She went to uh. the extent that all that into context. But we're on this revelation thing, yeah. and so is the world. There's so many people talking about Jesus' return. And Lisa's like prophetic like vision for this is like Jesus is shaking up his people because when he comes back, we're gonna be mixed up. That's what that's what we talk we're about. We're all gonna be together. The Lord is purposefully shaking this up. This is yes. hilarious. So this is why you have so many ministries where its people have like such a diverse background. With like even denominations, like yeah. even you and I, like right. Baptist, Pentecostal, but we're all like the Lord is literally mysteriously in His sovereignty mm-hmm. putting everybody into this 
uh, pot. What would you call that? It's melting yeah. pot of, no, no, no. The kingdom of God looks like this. Yes. And it is mixed up and he's shaking it up. So it's well, crazy. And that's what that's word for word. That's straight up. Crazy. That's crazy. Well, the reason we got started on this with this pastor is because we. Are, I was talking about me and you. <laughs> I'm <laughs> serious. Go. But and it was just this idea of we get along with people mm -hmm. that we have things in common with, mm -hmm. and the Lord says no. And the enemy is trying to say our um, different backgrounds, wow. um, denominations that should separate you, worship like styles or worship, preferences. And we got to, yes and. That's why he said, yes, but unity doesn't have to be the same. Mm -hmm. Just because you're unified doesn't mean you all look the same. You're okay. unified even still through different. Through, through the eyes beauty. on Jesus. Yes. Like, yeah. that's really and there's it. only one way to yeah. be unified in differences. Right, you, about to get me, you about to get me in a rant, bro, if you want to start talking about this topic. Go off. <laughs> that's fine. I don't know why that came to me too, but man, that's yeah. good. No, that it's powerful. So, so as churches, and you know what? This is even a check on my heart mm. because I do stand on stage a lot and um, I share what I feel. Mm -hmm worship should look like and christ is like bro mm -hmm. who do you think you are mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. what he defines worship mm -hmm. as so even though i see it a different way and i want to see people express themselves but that doesn't mean that that's how christ wants mm -hmm. them to worship mm -hmm. it's it's posture of the heart yeah, in worship like the way the lord deposit because it's the lord that deposits these yes. desires and these like yeah. these unctions if you want to call it that Ooh. but throughout scripture throughout scripture think about this he commands a people to walk around Jericho seven times yeah. as an act of worship. Mm. Yeah. To the world, that's crazy. That's is weird. Say, that's, that's, that's like we're doing what? Yeah. Imagine just being that those people and being like that. This is silly. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So anything that's sillier makes you look, uh, I guess, dumb, stupid, whatever. You, you you have this sense of like I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You see them, but this is the, the Lord deposited that act of worship into their hearts, and they said we have to act on this. And you look throughout Scripture, like all this stuff is because it's different to you. It doesn't mean it's necessarily wrong wow. or yeah. out of order. Mm -hmm. Again, like God is, He does things in these wild ways. Man, and what happened at the, at Jericho? Yeah, He broke walls. Mm -hmm. He broke walls. Now that's man. physically, but figuratively speaking, when you step out of your comfort zone and look crazy to a fallen world, mm -hmm. he's going to break walls in your life. Dude, he's going to break I'll, those barriers down. Well, I'll kind of briefly just share like Liam on Sunday morning, first service. Like he, he flat out just started yeah. jumping in like yeah. low key kind of just what you would call like just dance, like unto the Lord. He'd care less about the other four or 500 people. I call it yeah. plyometrics. You know, but... <laughs> There's this thing in our, and it's at the root, very root, it's sin where we get a little uncomfortable. Yeah. But, yeah. but again, there's a certain point where you're like, I don't care. This is for the Lord. Mm. And, and in my everything, I'm going to give him a sacrificial praise, one that is greatly and worthy for his name. Mm. Man, you know? so to some, and I'm not saying just Liam, but different places in worship that to some looks out of control. Mm -hmm. I was like, you have no idea. Think about heaven. And the roar coming mm -hmm. out of heaven where everybody is in complete control spiritually mm -hmm. and their worship, they can't contain themselves. Mm -hmm. And the only thing they do to express themselves is uh, dancing yep. uh, in scripture, ripping their clothes oh, because yeah. they're, they're just so overcome by the glory of the yeah. Lord. I mean, this is, I'm saying the gospel is, we need a, a greater perspective yes. on what does the scripture say mm -hmm. throughout scripture, Genesis, Revelation. What does the world reveal to us through its diversity and culture? And like, you know, because there's well, seven continents, like 
hundreds of nations, mm-hmm. hundreds of tribes, you know, thousands upon thousands of tribes, and that we all worship Jesus in a very unique way. Yeah. Who are you to say that's wrong? Yeah. And why is it not allowed in the States? That's that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Get outside of your box. Yeah. That's what I feel like. I feel like um, our church was very heavy missions, like when I was in high school. And so they offered a lot of opportunities for us to go. So we traveled to a lot of places to do missions. And that is, I think, what even expanded my mind. But I do wonder, had I not had that opportunity, would I think that worship looked one way? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. But I mean, we've been in places where people are going crazy. Oh, yeah, I've been in, you know, been in places where people are very reserved and very and how did, quiet. Well, how did that make you feel personally when, as you, you say, people going crazy worshiping? But how does that make you feel? So when you're outside of your own, con- so it's yes. like, I'm not in an American church. It's not weird. That's interesting. It, you're, it's, you're oh, like, it's very interesting. I've it's stepped into. But why is yeah. it? Per, why do we act like it's permissible outside the states? I was just. About I, to know, ask that. I know. That's the most. That's what goes like nuts to me is like because it is a pride issue. Yeah. There's a certain point where it's just like, do you think your education or you feel like you know more of the word? Yeah. That it justifies that in you know in your church we don't do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But outside, you know what? That's how they do that, and you know, like. Bro, this is what I'm getting at. So, and for me, like I've been in those situations in America, mm-hmm. and I'll be honest, it I'm like, this is uncomfortable. Yeah, you go outside of America, it's freedom. Yeah, why? Mm-hmm. It's the same Lord. It's people expressing themselves the same way. But yeah, we because you value it. your culture over Uh-oh. worship of the mm-hmm. King, and yeah. so you're like, that's not how we do it. So you can here. See. That's like well, we can do that when they're wherever you are in your culture, but we will value our own culture. Mm. Like we've created this culture, so you Bro. need to now step into this culture and put your hands down. Oh, here's and be another quiet one or something. Like Sorry, that. we're on a rant. We're going to transition. The roots of of culture. Yeah. Uh, you, don't even, you don't even do it. It's instinct. Yes. You but here's one: to. you see somebody in their worship, and you think they're crazy, and then you hear their story, and you're like, "Oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Why do we do that?" Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, this is the flesh. I'm telling you, like, well, it's it is because it's like, first of all, you you get to decide if their worship is worthy to the Lord. Like, yeah. oh, because He rescued them from so much, yeah, they can worship that way. Yeah, it's like, bro. <laughs> but it makes sense. It makes me be like, oh, it, close your eyes and worship Jesus. <laughs> like, come on, fam. I know it's really crazy. It uh, is really crazy. I'm so guilty of all this. I'm just being. Oh crazy. right, right, right. We, we all are. are. Yes. Yeah. Like, and this is the this is us. Well, being I can be vulnerable. guilty on the on the other side. Raise your hands. Like, it's kind of my thought. Like, why uh, why yeah, are you not? That you to, kind yeah. of touched on that. Like, I want to see people emotive in worship as if I get to decide. Yeah. I, like, who am I? Or I even, even still. Now, I think it's a good thing, too. But when people in a group that I'm around mm-hmm. is into worship, it helps me worship mm-hmm. more. And it's like, wh- what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. You know what I mean? Now, th- there's some positive in that, too. But it's yeah. also like, why can't I just freely worship mm-hmm. no matter what's occurring? Mm-hmm. Um, we got to get to that part <gasps> because Jesus is enough. Well, we are doing that. Basically, that's this. That's this, how to share your faith. And it... Look at that this, transition. Look at that. Seamless. Let's go. The center of it is, Glory. who is Jesus to me? And would he be the same to me no matter who I'm around? If I'm by myself... Mm. If nobody's watching, if everybody's watching, would I be the same? And that I think has to be a an important part wow. of our journey with the Lord. Um, it's everything about your journey. It's it, that's all that it is. If yeah. I was the only person left on earth, what what would I say about Jesus? And how wow. would I worship Him, regardless of 
nobody else being or like if it's just me and him because at the end of the day in your soul and spirit that's it mm-hmm. like, we, we talked about this in revelation when we got to the point where um i mean this was a hard conversation yeah. during the second half of the tribulation where there's nothing but persecution against those who don't take the mark of the beast yeah and we have to decide if we're here is jesus enough yeah is he enough to go through these things yeah. uh is he Gosh. and that's what you're saying i mean is he enough in your alone time is he enough in your um, sin, yeah, uh, to defeat your sin, yeah, when you really want, are drawn, but mm. more so, is he enough when you're being persecuted, mm. embarrassed, when it's awkward, you know, mm. when people are saying things about you? Is is Christ enough? Lol. What? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So is it's he enough? True. No, it's true. Yes. It is true. It's, and that it's this so is easy our... to say. It's so hard to live out. Oh, in the in the moment, it it feels like. I just I feel the question when you're like why do why do we think that he's not enough because when you're in a moment that is hard mm-hmm. you're devastated or I love the words that you use like embarrassed or you know just having really hard emotions and feeling like you can't overcome something you'll mm-hmm. never get past it whatever why do those feelings feel so real and why is it such a battle to get to our minds to <clears throat> Jesus you're enough you mm-hmm. are enough This goes back to last week because we our minds, our thoughts, mm-hmm. we perceive them as facts, mm-hmm. and it, it's so hard to defeat mm-hmm. that. Our fleshly minds, flesh and spirit, yes. we allow our flesh to win a lot. Mm-hmm. Wow. But the spirit's always there. This is why the you said this, the renewing of our minds yes. is so was, important because our body is new. Like we are, everything is, mm-hmm. we're new. Mm-hmm. Like what the Lord has renewed, I mean, our spirit, our soul, right. it, it has been washed clean. It is made brand new. Our minds have to catch up to that truth. And that takes training because our mind will go back to our takes old faith. man. Takes faith. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Oh, it takes all the things. Um, we you just know, because faith is believing things that are hard to see, mm-hmm. perceive, grasp, mm-hmm. and the fact that us as sinful people have been washed and are now counted as righteous—that mm-hmm. doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. So it's faith to believe that because yeah. we don't believe that about ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Faith. Sorry, I'm stuck on the fact that I said our bodies are new. Obviously, our bodies are our bodies, no, but you get no, what I'm no, saying. You, yeah. No, you said it right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes, we. It's almost like we're trying to figure out how to live in a clean in the body. new in the yes. new man yeah. like yes. that yes. Jesus paid for you know that's yes. why it's a renewing of your mind it is um so let's let's jump into this because so this is what I want us to um kind of hone in on I here's what I'm gonna do uh, because this book has really helped me a lot I'm gonna link it in the show notes and this um so I'm gonna kind of pull heavily from this um, it was like a free resource from the Gospel Coalition, but it's a book called Before You Share Your Faith, Five Ways to Be Evangelism Ready uh, by Matt Smethurst. Way to go. I'm just going to say that that's what his last name is because that's a <laughs> weird name. Um, I will link it in the show notes. I think it's super helpful. I'm going to go through a few of the things that he says, but really <clears throat> there are kind of four parts that I want to break down um, in sharing your faith. And it's not his five ways. So definitely go read the book. But the things that I think are important when it comes to sharing your faith is number one, that we know what we believe. That sounds so simple. Mm. It sounds so simple, but I do wonder how many in our church, Mm -hmm. in the, uh, in big C church who are church Mm -hmm. attending people or who have been for a long time and might be able to tell you the big stories that have happened. Yeah. But can we articulate the truth of the gospel? Wow. The, what Jesus actually did for us and what that meant for us for now and for all of eternity. Can we communicate that clearly? Mm-hmm. Now, I will say this. Um, he, in the book, he gave this beautiful, like very succinct 
version of the gospel. So I do want to share this, if that's okay. I'm going to yes, read this. Yes, absolutely. Let me make it bigger because I am getting older. You okay. want my glasses? No, I can't do that. That's too much pride. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there was a pastor um, while you're looking that up yeah that said if you're a christ follower and you can't articulate the gospel then maybe you should go back to the beginning now he's not yeah. questioning your salvation right but it's because god he also doesn't say you need to know every little thing yeah. about the gospel in order to be saved yeah but you should be able to articulate the gospel. And this is part of that, the book, the Share Your Faith. It's yeah. that you don't have to go to seminary to be somebody who shares your faith and shares what you believe. You don't have to be, a, you know, practice, like a vocational ministry or anything be like a, that. Quote, unquote, ordained. No, you, the, he says that you don't have to be ordained. This is if you have believed in Jesus mm. to save you from your sins, like yeah. as yeah. Lord and Savior, creator of all things, like if you believe in this, you can articulate the gospel. So here's here's what wow. here's kind of the way that he put this. All you need to understand is that 2,000 years ago, an invasion took place. Heaven came to earth in the person of Jesus, and he inaugurated a whole new kingdom. For 33 years, he lived a life unflinching, of unflinching, perfect faithfulness to God the Father. In other words, he lived the life that, try as we might, we cannot live. And because he loves us, he died the death that we deserve to die. As a believer in Jesus, I can know that on the cross— he was treated as if he had lived my sinful life so that I might be treated as if I have lived mm. his righteous life. Yeah. I mean, first of all, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Then Jesus was buried until he wasn't because three days later he got up and walked out of his tomb. Now everyone who turns from their rebellion, whether of the plainly wicked or subtly religious variety, and trusts in Jesus is united with him in this life and the next. Believers will one day be resurrected in new bodies to fit, a new bodies fit for a new resurrected earth. Mm. We will enter into the joy of our triune Lord, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, mm. and will rule under him as kings and queens of the universe forever. Well, if you're gonna get Chills. That's revelation. Um, I got chills. I really did. Seriously. So that that is the gospel. So if you are having trouble piecing that together, if there are any sentences in there that you're like, I don't understand what that means, mm -hmm. the new body, the resurrected, wow. being with the triune God, that's okay. This is where you can right. start diving deeper into the word and figuring out and supporting with scripture what this says. Yeah. This is the truth. This is the gospel. This is how you can present it to people. But if you want to support it with scripture, this is our Bible study time. Yes. This is why we spend time with the Lord and mm. say, illuminate this to me. But this is a gospel. So understanding what we believe <clears throat> and feeling it so deeply in our hearts yeah. is what will help us, first of all, become this one person that we're talking about. Like, what do I act like? become solidified that mm. you actually believe this. Mm. And if you're at a place right now where your faith is wavering, your first steps are to try to figure out where am I wavering? What are the questions that I have? And start pulling those threads. Like find the YouTubes, find the find the Frank Turks. This so I'll I'll share my personal the journey with this. The devil does not want you to do that. No, you not at saying? all. And you're going to be in your car listening to this right now and you're going to be like, "I hear what you're saying, but I don't want to do it." That's mm. okay. We're going to talk about that too. That's, that's called good. a divided heart and that's yes, okay. That's the work of the enemy. Yes. The last thing he wants you to do is dive deeper into yes. to what you're talking about. And he'll he'll give you every other resource um, that yes. will pull you away from the truth. And so there mm. is a there is a battle for your soul. There's a battle for your mind to settle on the truth. Um, you can decide, though. You can decide even this day, okay, I'm skeptical, but I'm going to go all in. Mm. Lord, I'm going to seek you. And the promise of seeking is that we will find. Wow. And so I this is my, my personal journey. When we um, – I – came out of some really hard situations that really muddied my view of God, mm -hmm. muddied my view of church, muddied my view of, you know, honestly, just like 
is everyone trying to manipulate me? Like, is everybody just trying to make me, or, or, and then I also had this thought, I was like, was I always going to be bent towards finding a faith system? But like, I just found Christianity first. Like what, what if I, it's a, yeah. What if I was born, um, overseas? What if I was born? Yeah. Yeah. So I think people struggle with those kinds of thoughts. I, I don't, I don't think we have time or need to go into that full thing, but I just finally got to the place where in all of my questioning, pray for my husband. Oh my gosh. I literally would ask him the craziest questions, Mm -hmm. but in his, honestly, this is why I'm actually thankful. He had poured over the word. He actually Mm -hmm. could point me to scripture for all these crazy questions that I had. And I was almost mad. Like, of course you're going to say that, like the Bible says Mm -hmm. that, but honestly, deep down, it met what I was looking for. That's something too. Yeah. Oh, that's real. Well, and some people will hear, you'll be like, well, of course you're going to say that. Like if the Bible just says it, but the deeper question for them is, but how can I trust the Bible? Wow. So I even say that if Mm. that's your question, how can I trust the Bible? Start pulling that thread. Why is the Bible a trustworthy thing? And I will, so this was, this is kind of part two, know what you believe. Number two is know why you believe it. Mm -hmm. So, I will tell, and I, I've shared this. If you go find my Instagram, are we late? I don't know. I, I no, can't see good. the time. No, you're good. If you go find my Instagram, I ha- I only have one highlight store, like highlight in my thing, and it just says Jesus. Click on that. These are the resources that single-handedly, I, I think, guided me back to full faith and trust in Jesus. Where hmm. in in the last, I would say three <clears> to four <throat> years, because and like don't do the math on that because. When I say three to four years, that means I was working at a church. Like, Mm -hmm. don't fire me. But I was working at a church and Mm -hmm. still had so many questions. And I think I was teetering on the line of. I think it's beautiful that you're actually talking about. Well, I I was on the line, Ryan. You don't even know this. You don't. No, you you kind of know this. There was a day I came to you, that I was like, I don't know how much longer I can do this. I felt like I was living a double life. It was like. I had so many questions unanswered, but I'm here and my job is to like promote a church. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, I feel like I'm living a double life and I don't want to do that anymore. Bro, that is faith though, when you are still um, fulfilling your calling mm-hmm. and don't even realize it's your calling. The Lord is saying, just move forward and I will reveal what I'm trying to reveal to yes. you. But you had to pull the threads like you're saying? I, I, you have to do that. I will also say there is an element, and I, I can't explain this because some people might listen and be like, well, my husband or wife was questioning and they chose not to follow Jesus. I don't know why he does this. I do. I, my testimony is that I have been kept by the Lord. There mm-hmm. is nothing faithful in me. I, I really feel that way. Like mm-hmm. I am I am an Israelite. If I, I would mm-hmm. have been three days out of the wilderness and been like, take me back. Like, I know that about myself. I do feel kept by the Lord. I don't know why he chose to do that. I do thank him for that. I pray for that for other people. But so I I have to like credit where it's due. I don't feel like it was of my own doing. For whatever reason, he drew me, he kept me um, and revealed true things to me. I will say, I do think it was on the prayers of my husband. Like, so if there's somebody in your life, be on your face praying for them. Because I know there were times that I was so like, I was to the point where I was like, how is Brandon going to live the rest of life with me if I choose that to believe that God's not real or that Jesus mm-hmm. isn't real? Like, I had these real thoughts. Mm-hmm. Like, he's he's not going to—this will not work. Like, how does this even work? Yeah, but your honesty with the Lord has is part of this. Or you're right. It, it is all the work of him, but you also did work. I get You didn't realize it, but you're yeah. doing work within yourself. That's the Holy Spirit. Yes. Saying, be real with me. Yes. Be honest with me. This is why I believe that part of my encouraging people to share your faith, that means when you're talking to people, it's not even that you have the right answers for the people that are questioning your faith or are questioning faith in general. 
your job is to get them in communication with God. Mm. You don't have to have all the answers for them right then and there. Preach. It, it is. That's good. You are encouraging them. Go ask God. You go ask him. Why are you asking me all your yeah. questions? Go ask him. He's a person, right? He, you know how I know he hears you? He, he has, has ears. ears. Yeah. <laughs> like we love that phrase. He's a real person that will engage in a conversation yes. with you. So that's I, another I, question. So Why do we feel that? like we can't be honest with the Lord? You know, we think it hits the ceiling, and that, and that, that's well, it's, it that's hits a the deep ceiling, issue. and then the perspective. What's your wow. perspective on the Lord? Yeah. Like, do you think he's this like? I don't know. It's however you view your own father too. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Am I going to be confronted the punisher, and he's going to punish me? Like, yeah. how dare you think yeah. um, this way? Mm-hmm. And the Lord's inviting you to be like, no, man, like, believe me, I've, I've existed forever. Mm-hmm. You're not the first person to have <laughs> asked me, Dang. who are you? That's so good. You know? And so he knows for your unique person, because he's your creator, he's your father. Yeah. Hey, you know? This is who I am. Yeah. Man, we we put on so many masks that sometimes we don't even know who we are. Oh, it is yeah. so hard to be our real self. And he can take it. Like that's the other thing. Like that's one of the things that I lean on so much is like it's the understanding that God can take it. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like And he ain't mad that he has to. He's not mad. Like he, he's like, "What do you have for me? You think it's going to hurt me?" <laughs> like mm-hmm. let me like just lean on me. Mm-hmm. Pour your burdens on me. You know, like that's good, bro. Yeah, yeah. I was about to go off on a rabbit trail. It's not for today. Why? Another time because we will open a can. It will open a can. I do have other things. Okay, fine. Um, I have rabbit bro. I'm mainly just thinking about even Old Testament stuff. The God's anger or His frustration with people, even His response to Job, Mm -hmm. which is very pointed. It's like, okay, were you there when I laid the foundation of the ocean? When I told the the seas where to stop? Like, were yeah. you there? Like that whole thing. Mm. There, I. It is an explanation, but I don't like a lot of times. A lot of times, all I'm trying to say is I think that I see God's anger more towards the double minded, where you say yeah. you, where you're, where you're basically putting on the mask, mm-hmm. but yeah. you're not really believing. That's where I see that's more where, of the frustration. That's where Arlene, mind. though, and God's omniscience. Yes, were for Job. He knew to be pointed with. Yes. Oh, amen. That's you a see great what I'm point. Saying? That's and a great like, point. That's why I said like he knows how to be with the woman at the well. He yeah. knew how to talk to her. Like completely different conversation than yeah. Pharisees and. That, I'm uh, saying yeah. he knows, you know, and it's not that he's um, split personalities or anything. He yeah. is the same God, yeah. one in the same, but he knows how to articulate himself for particular situations. Oh, it's like a good, I mean, it's a good father. Yeah. It's that, you know, yes. I, I know how I deal with Nora. I know how I deal with Jude. And Bro. it's different, but the love yes. is the same and the goal is the same. Yeah. But I know what they need from me. Yes, because God's looking for a response, yeah. you know, and he knows how to get that response out yes. of you. He knows how to draw you. And yes. the, your story, this is, this is. I want to keep, keep get you to keep going. So this is where we get to, we have to know what we believe. Let's solidify what we believe, but we also have to know why we believe it. So why do we believe that the Bible is true? And again, this is in my resources, and I, w- I will link all of this in the show notes, but this is a Vody Bauckham thing, and he gives an entire message mm-hmm. on why I believe the Bible. And the first thing he does in this message is talk about why he does not, like, um, not why he does not believe the Bible. I can't phrase this right, but the, not the reasons that he would believe, such as I don't believe the Bible because it was passed down to me as truth, which his mm. his wasn't. His mom was Buddhist, 
And so it's not that he was like raised in the scriptures, um, but some people will do that. Well, because my mom said it was true or because my dad, this is what mm. they believed. That's not why he believes the Bible. It's also not because of an experience that he's had. He has had incredible experiences. I just described mm-hmm. my heart burning in my chest. It's mm-hmm. not why I believe in Jesus. That just because I had an experience because other people have experience. He talked about, um, oh, who did he talk about? Maybe like Muhammad, like, mm-hmm. yeah, like the, of the Islam mm-hmm. faith. Yeah, yeah. That he had an ex- it was an experience, yeah, but wasn't of Jesus. So yeah. you can have experiences, but it doesn't mean that it was Jesus. So anyway, he goes, he articulates it much better than I'm doing right now. But this is his direct quote, and he tells people, "Use this. This is this is why I believe the Bible. I choose to believe the Bible because it is a reliable collection of historical documents written down by eyewitnesses during the lifetime of other eyewitnesses. Mm. They reported supernatural events that took place in fulfillment of specific prophecies and claimed that their writings are divine rather than human in origin. That's his phrase. Boom. Roasted. And I like that because... We actually can trust the Bible as a trustworthy historical document and based on other writings, based on when the Bible was written in uh, relation to Mm -hmm. when the events happened, there is almost no other document document of antiquity that was written that close together. Like the, the, it by eyewitnesses at the time of other eyewitnesses, the conspiracy that would have had to have taken Mm. place for us to have the Bible. And still. Like, yes. Let's not forget, that's then, and it's gone on for 2,000-plus years. Listen, I, okay, I'm doing this right now. I've said this on the podcast. I'm doing this right now. I'm making—I uh, sound like a crazy person. I'm making note of everything that I'm watching. Jesus is—there's—he's everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's his name. It's a cross. It's somebody mentioning the name of Jesus. Like, it's being used as an expletive. I don't care what it is, mm-hmm. but I'm like, what other religion, deity, God— makes it into everything. It's mm. not happening. That is an effect on this the whole is, world. It's yeah, because he's the God of the universe, of course, but like nobody's talking about anything else like that. I don't right. care how many followers, I don't care how many believers in other religions there are that are bowing down to like false gods right, right. now. That's not what I'm talking no, about. No, no other religion is being attacked like Christianity. Yes, yes. So anyway, all we could go on forever and have yeah. Liam on here to tell us why the Bible is true and real. <laughs> That's <laughs> called apologetics. <laughs> it is. Now, there will still, um, I said this this morning to a friend, where our knowledge ends, faith begins. Like we have, there is, there will always be an element of faith. Okay. (laughs) We can know there is a, there is an element of knowing, but where that knowing ends, faith has to begin. And so that there will always be a step that you have to take. Welcome to the overflow podcast. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there was a, um, there was an article. This is like real. It's not a fake news article that they're excavating, um, land in Jerusalem. And they have, have y'all seen this? They found, a pool that's where is believed to be where Christ healed a blind man. I I feel like I did see that, but I didn't go into it. It's yeah. not the pool of Bethesda, but it's like that. Yeah. That it's an acre um, of land. And the pool is an acre wide where people would go and they would try to get into that water to be healed. Something from the Bible that now people put, they they see it. You see, you can physically see where Jesus has yeah. healed people. Yeah. It's just more proof to this. This is a historical document that, yes, requires faith, but there's also so many facts that we have seen from yes and continuing to I just remember discover. that our guest next week is probably going to be able to do a lot of this we have a guest next week 
Don't you think? I was just about to look up his class because it goes on to what you're talking about. So I when I it. happened to sit in for because I really wanted to hear this message from Monday Men. <laughs> yeah. When he gave it, um, like at one point last year, I'm giving away a lot of hints about our guest. But when I sat in, it was so much of this, oh. and and one of the things that he, I think, he's gonna probably, blow our minds with oh, yeah. the location That's of the what Old I'm Testament. Saying. Yes, yes, yes. The mountains yeah. and how they all have a point. This is talking about where. Um, not the crossing of the Jordan. Yes. All of this plays into even at Revelation, all of it plays a part in what's going on. Let's but you can get go to back these places right now. To this because that is another um when people look historically at documents, when you're looking at things that are mythology or like fiction, folklore, like whatever mm-hmm. it is, most of the times that they don't use physical names of places. The fact that the Bible is written as a historical document points to these were real things mm. that happened because if it was myth, if it was myth, yeah. typically that right the writing style just mm-hmm. in the olden ages it would fall through it they wouldn't yeah. they wouldn't even use physical locations but this is saying he walked here they yeah. went here they were here it's pointing to true thing true historical things that happened yeah, that you can walk right now so that's oh, where yeah. if you're maybe your question right now is well I don't even know why I believe what I believe and maybe it because it was passed down but to be solidified that no this is the this is the truth it's not mm. a truth it's the truth of the history of the world also the future of what's going to happen this is the truth that might be a place for you go ahead and start that conversation with God help me help me be so solidified that wow. in my knowing and yeah. in my faith that this is the way. This I believe, is all true. but help my own belief. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. So the next part that I want to get to, are we like? No, no, you're good. good. I can't just light it. But on I way. have something in my throat that's driving me crazy. Do you need to do a big cough? Mm-mm. We can take a pause. No, I don't want to do a big cough. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. That sounded like Jude. I don't want to blow my nose. Um, okay, so the third part of this. Um, actually, no. Okay, I'm sorry. The third part of this. I threw is, you off with my cough. You what? I threw you off with my cough. Yeah, you did. Sorry. That's all right. We're back. Um, but the third part of this is really kind of maybe where we'll live here for a second is not to be double-minded mm. and to live two lives. And this is my testimony. Mm. <laughs> I feel like the Lord has, well, and I'm not even going to mm. say has rescued me. I feel like he is in the process of rescuing me. So this is kind of the part of sharing your faith that I believe is so important. And like one of my stories of this is even recently um, we had somebody staying at our house, and Brandon and I, we were in this, like, this is somebody that I want to see come mm-hmm. to know and love Jesus. And we were having this beautiful conversation about the Lord. We were actually talking about some of these things. I remember saying to him that night what I just said about um, that typically they wouldn't use, you know, location names. Mm-hmm. and all, Like, we were having that kind of conversation, and so that's why we can trust that the Bible is true. Well, um, so this person comes back into the living room and uh, we kind of stopped our conversation. And that I feel like that's who I used to be, you know, like, okay, I don't want to make anybody uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I don't want to push a conversation. I don't want to force anything, like whatever. And so we kind of got quiet and I just kind of got on my phone and I felt from the Holy Spirit, like, keep talking about me, mm. keep talking. And so I was like, I just was like, Brandon, what were you saying? And we continued our conversation. And then I thought this person wasn't listening because they were on their phone. And the next day at lunch, they brought up what we were talking about in our conversation. Wow. And not that it was, it wasn't some big crazy thing, but it felt like like a little kiss from the Lord of being like, I'm teaching you mm. how to be the same and to talk about me regardless of where you are or who's around you. And that's a key part of wow. becoming 
just one person who is not wavering, who's not, because that's that, um, is it James 1.8? Let me look. James 1. Wait, give me a hint. I bet I know. I bet it's James 1.8. What it is. I bet you I can recite it. And what it says but when is you ask, when you ask. <laughs> <laughs> you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like is like a wave of the sea blown yeah, and tossed wow. by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all that they do. That can sound harsh, but this is true. And here's what I want to say because this was a Matt Chandler thing that actually does help me. This is not saying that doubt is um is wrong we you just quoted it i believe but help my unbelief mm-hmm. this was what the man said when he yeah. wants his daughter healed like the, it said a couple of times in scripture i believe mm-hmm. but this man who wants his daughter healed and daughter or son da- i'm gonna butcher this daughter daughter da- well there's a couple well just a second. keep going yeah, yeah yeah i think you're right regardless so he's the one who says i believe but help my unbelief and jesus still heals his daughter mm-hmm. so this says when you doubt like, don't expect to, to get anything. Yeah. So this is showing us the contrast. It's not about, I believe, but help my unbelief. Doubt is natural. Jesus wants to help our doubt. Mm-hmm. He wants yeah. to show that he will do it. Yes. So he healed the daughter, even though he's saying, this is talking about double-mindedness. Yeah. This is, I'm at church, and I believe that you can do all the things that you're going to do. I'm praising your name, and then I go home, and I live as if you don't, as if God doesn't exist. Wow. That's what yeah. this is talking about. Yeah, you know what that verse talking about is wisdom. To know the Lord. It literally says, if you lack wisdom, ask and don't doubt that he will give it to yes. you. Yes. And for that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord, a doubt, doubtful person. Yes. When you ask it, believe through faith yes. that the Lord will provide. Well, and the, I heard, this is a side note. I heard this, um, I heard this on Instagram, but it, that wisdom is, is the, is one of the things that we can pray and know that the answer will be a yes. And that's mm. what this is talking about. Not to doubt it because when you ask for wisdom, he answers it with a yes every time. Praise Jesus. Wisdom um, and knowledge are two different things too, by the way. Uh, but she also does say that. She says you can ask mm. for wisdom and knowledge. So I don't know, I, whatever. Wisdom, wisdom is yeah. how you um, discern things of life. Yeah. Knowledge is the information, right? And then it turns into wisdom to be able yeah. to live life in a godly way. Well, and mm. one of the things she said, listen, I don't. she's not Jesus, but she said you can ask for wisdom and knowledge and it's answered with a yes. Mm, yeah. So thank you, Lord. Um, but so that's what I want to say about being double-minded. So it's, it's not that you don't have questions about God. It's that you are actually living two lives. And so the whole reason I'm sharing this is because that's how I feel like I've been. Yeah. And mm. in my desire to want to make people more comfortable, I have cared more about that than I've cared about the truth of the gospel. And knowing and I, the reason I wanted to have this whole conversation is because we're talking about revelation. Mm-hmm. There will come a day. Mm. Um, and, yeah. and it shouldn't take revelation because there could come a day for somebody that you love tomorrow, today. Like oh, yeah. time is so fleeting. There is an opportunity that we have to take to make sure that the people in our lives know how much Jesus has loved them. Yep. And so that's why I, I think in the, few, or in the past, it was so much of like, I want to love them by not telling them, like it's mm-hmm. like I'm trying to protect their feelings. Yeah. When we know what we believe, mm-hmm. what do we? That's why knowing what we believe is so important. Do you believe there's a heaven and a hell? Mm. That's that's essential. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure that I don't know if it was Vernon or you shared like statistics recently of something like people that 
that would say they go to church but still don't believe I in an actual heaven and a hell. A long time ago. Or at least don't believe in a hell. I think mm-hmm. I think most people, even if they don't believe in hell, would say they believe in a heaven and everybody yeah, just right. goes there. Was it that time Vernon brought those statistics about invent, evangelical Christians yeah. did a poll? And this is yeah. like very surprising because if you... If yeah. you're that Christian, it was something like fifty percent of people that so, go yeah. to church still. And then we were like, "Oh yeah, you shouldn't consider yourself evangel- evangelical." Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You're not really evangelical. Yeah. So it's um that's why we have to get to what we actually believe. Do we actually believe if this person mm. died tomorrow that they will be faced mm. with a judgment? Um, it's essential, and so yes. I don't mean to make it heavy. This is just we had. Has Jesus become that real to us yet? That yep. he paid the ultimate price so that nobody had to go there mm, wow. if they would choose him, choose to believe him. So um, I, I say all that to say we have to begin this journey if we haven't already and ask for Jesus' help, ask for the help of the Holy Spirit to make us one person. That no yes. matter who's in my house, no matter where I am, I'm going to talk about Jesus because yeah. I believe he's that real. I'm going to talk about the hope that I have in him. Mm. I'm going to talk about what he's done in my life, how he has transformed me, how he has rescued me, how he's rescued my marriage, how he's rescued my mm. husband, the things I've seen him do in my friends' lives. Oh, like, yeah. can I talk confidently about mm. this? And no, it's not because I'm trying to offend anyone. I'm giving, I'm offering the greatest hope that yeah. they could ever know. And you can be proud about that. Yes, we don't have to be ashamed. Right, yes. And we kind of, we didn't get to talk about it last week, but that there is um, a a concept around shame that when we talk about not being ashamed, it is to not be ashamed of the gospel. We are told told that this is to be our life, to not be ashamed. Yes. And so if we are feeling feelings of shame when it comes time to, share the truth about jesus we need help like we need his help my my thought yeah um since you even inspired this um theme Mm -hmm. and i think it's been really the theme throughout this entire podcast um is to is to not as as an individual get to a place when you're sharing your faith whether it's through your actions or through physically Mm -hmm. proclaiming the gospel where it feels like a different person is speaking yes or acting yes this is this is where religion creeps in or just legalism it's like we we like something in us turns on something that Mm -hmm. says oh the the gospel has to be spoken this way Mm -hmm. or i have to use these words i have to have this church lingo i have to say the prayer this way Mm -hmm. and what the lord is seeking is authenticity is people who are um, so aware of their brokenness, but so in tune with God's glory mm-hmm. and His Son, that when we speak, we're the same, regardless mm-hmm. of what you know place we're at, whatever you know. Mm-hmm. And so, one of my favorite things is to encounter people who are so genuine with mm-hmm. themselves that it doesn't matter if they're on a couch in my house or we're at a restaurant in Alabama. Mm-hmm. It's the same person mm-hmm. talking about the same Jesus, mm-hmm. and not sounding like a different person because this stuff it will in our humanity it clicks yeah we're like you're 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 kind of a hypocrite yeah. like you know what i'm saying like yeah. home you talk nonsense you talk you know when we're behind closed doors or like texting each other you 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 talk dirty you mm-hmm. you know like but then you go on a platform of some sort and you, for some reason you just act like yeah. a different person. Yeah. You know, we know this is called a hypocrite, yeah. but our heart here for today's, you know, topic and our theme about evangelism and like 
how to talk and share your faith through your mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. and what all that means is do not be two separate people. That's good. You know, um, and again, I'm not even just talking about just uh, you're a sinner, and then when you're speaking the gospel, you're you know I'm I'm no yeah I'm, it's a lifestyle it's yeah. a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And I'll say that we've I've even had to do this like with my kids. Um, no, this is good. You know, know what I'm going to say? Oh, yeah. I've even had to do this with my kids where I don't change my voice when I'm talking about Jesus as if I'm telling them a story and a fairy tale. Mm. Jesus is Jesus. God is God. He's the Lord of our house. Like, he's the Lord of our life. Yes. We love him. We serve him. Yeah. And it's not being like, we do this because Jesus told, like, that you're, you've are you become a character. Yeah. And, like, how, so I know, I, I hope that lands with somebody because yes. that has been a revelation for me. I don't want them to hear the way that I would tell them Goldilocks and the three bears, like I don't want it to be how I'm talking about Jesus. It's he's real. He's a real person. Here's like another flip side to it where it's, I understand the importance of like educating yourself. Um, I know that there's strategies Mm -hmm. like to communicate and speak, but I, we don't want to cultivate a people or an individual to have a script that Mm -hmm. at some point somebody catches on. This is just a script. Yeah. Where is the breath of life, yeah. the, I don't know, the realness of the Lord that he can be so present mm-hmm. that he knows exactly how to pinpoint somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was hearing somebody uh, a couple of weeks ago on a, on a podcast, and this is, I mean, it was kind of a hot take because he was talking about like new strategies, but not outside of the Bible. Mm-hmm. He's not saying blasphemous things. It's He was like, I was that person that somebody would pray and it wasn't doing anything because it just sounded scripted. Mm-hmm. He says, where's the pinpointed Holy Spirit discernment mm-hmm. that you can speak specifically to mm-hmm. what's going on spiritually in my mm-hmm. life? Where is that spirit of God in you that mm-hmm. can reveal to you, this is what you need to pray mm-hmm. for? Not just this, you know, this script that's existed for mm-hmm. 50 years or 100 yeah. years, you know, like, and again, it's not, a, it's not a, I don't want to disregard what the Holy Spirit has given to somebody else's prayer mm-hmm. 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. It's just at some point you will encounter people who the reality is, uh, I hear you praying for me, but it seems like it's not working. Mm-hmm. What's yeah. what's going on? And then there's these questions, and then you question yourself, and that person mm-hmm. questions the gospel. Really, like the Holy Spirit is so alive, he can say, hey, this is actually what's going on in this mm-hmm. individual's life. Mm-hmm. Can you pray for this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. And so this is the part where it's just like to be one in the Lord and to not play, uh, you know, different personalities or whatever, because you saw your church leader act one way, mm-hmm. you know, like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, so. that takes you being present in the moment. Yeah. Yes. Um, I keep going back to what Caleb said. It's you just being aware mm-hmm. of 100%. the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And it's not, and I, I'm guilty of this to where in a conversation, I'm thinking of the next thing that I can say. And I'm not, I'm not present in the conversation mm-hmm. to just hear the heart that way. Then like you're saying, then you can really allow the Holy Spirit to speak through you. We use our minds a lot. We don't use our heart to, to share. That's perfect. And wow. this is kind of leads us to this last point. So we've talked about know what you believe, know why you believe it. Don't be double-minded. Ask the Holy for the Holy Spirit's help to not be two separate people or how, however many, 15 different yeah. people based on your environment. Make me into one person of one mind, one spirit with you. Align me with the Holy Spirit. And then the last part is really trusting the Holy Spirit. And this is when you're in, this is when you've arrived at the moment, like, either the Mm. moment or the person or something, if God has put someone in your life to really speak life into and Mm -hmm. you don't share the same beliefs, but you know they're in your path for that reason, or whether this is the moment where you are 
about to drive out of Walmart parking lot and the Lord's like, that lady. And mm-hmm. you got to stop. Like whatever it is 100%. that you are prepared oh, yeah. in a certain way, but you're trusting the Holy Spirit's yeah. leading. Now, some of I don't want to place shame or an expectation on people. Listen, if you are seeking the Lord, he will give you what you need. There is an element of like, be prepared, be in the word so yeah. that when you're, that way it's not your words you're trying to come up with about what God, it, you're actually just have his word in your heart and you're ready to share that with that person. It's not coming up. I like what you're saying because it's not about me coming up with the next new phrase and prayer that I need mm-hmm. to pray. The discernment of the Holy Spirit is, here's a piece for my word that this person needs to hear today. Yes. And so be prepared with the word in your heart. That's why it's so important to have it written on your heart. <clears throat> But here's what I will say. If you have the time, if it isn't one of those spontaneous moments where you're seeing a broken person, the Holy Spirit is saying, you know, hey, impart this to this person. But if it's this long process or, you know, with somebody that you love and that is trusting you, really what you want to get down to is their main questions. It's their questions about God. This is what will help facilitate the sharing your faith conversations. It's not, let me go in here like a freight train and tell you why this and this and this happened and that, and give you the entire context of the Bible in one phrase. Like, it's not about that. You're actually called to listen more than you speak, be slow to speak, sit and listen and let their questions have a space. I'm saying this because I don't Mm. think I've been good at this. Mm. And I feel like it's what the Lord has shown me. I think there's grace for it. Thank you, Lord. Like for the times that I feel like I've botched it because I was like a freight train just with a truth bomb, boom. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know, there you go. There's all the truth all at once and like accept it or not. Like, I don't know. Yeah, no, I know exactly <laughs> but what you're saying. Yeah. I think it just the Lord refining me, thank you, uh, Jesus, but that I need to go in and I need to figure out their faith or lack thereof <laughs> has a root and it's going to mm. come out in their questions. Mm. Why would God allow? Yes. Why did God do? Like, what? what is that? So listen to their questions first. And then trust that the Holy Spirit will give you what you need, but then also trust that the Holy Spirit is the one that does the work. I love this verse. Yeah, but you know what? He always gives you what you need. Yeah. And in that moment, it might not be an answer. Well, so that, this is the, this is 1 Corinthians 2, four, uh, 2, 14. The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him, and he is not able to understand them because they are, they are spiritually discerned. The person that you're talking to, if they don't get it, the Spirit hasn't let them yet. And you got to mm. wrestle with that, and you got to trust. The Holy Spirit will illuminate to them when the time is right. Wow. We just think, oh my gosh, I got to find this quote because this was crazy. Okay, but I, while you Go find ahead. that, there, yeah. I had a conversation with um, a, one of our young adults about the, a dream she had. Yeah. And she said, you know, she she said I said something, and that's funny because like you, I don't remember what I say, <laughs> yeah. but it was funny. She's like, I wasn't ready to receive an interpretation of that dream yet because I had too many doubts. That's what you're talking <sighs> about. The Lord had to prepare her. This is over weeks. Yeah, weeks. Order, yes. yes, in order to grasp. It. And this is this is amazing, right? You know what I'm saying? It might not be. Oh, that dream meant something, but the thing I just the development that the Lord has brought her to to say, hey. You might not be ready to hear what I want to say yet, but I'm going to help you get there. Yep. Yeah. Just by drawing her. So I want to read this. Um, this is called the the. This is a portion of that book that I mentioned at the beginning. So this is um, this is called Sovereign Hope. If I did not believe God was sovereign over all things, I would have no motivation to share my faith. Why? Because God describes every human heart in its spiritually fallen state as dead in trespasses and sins. We dare not substitute a tamer word. It's dead. 
And yet Jesus summons his followers to be fishers of men. So this is, this, this is why. Why, are, why do we share our faith? If, if God is the only one, if the Holy Spirit is the only one mm-hmm. who can illuminate something to someone, our tendency would be like, then I don't need to talk about it. Like the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit's going to have to do it. it. Okay, yeah. listen. And yet Jesus summons his followers to be fishers of men. How then can we ever hope to rescue spiritual corpses? We can't do that. Listen, remember Lazarus, or it says someone else gives them life. Remember Lazarus? His physical state was our spiritual state until a voice from the outside of the tomb defibrillated his heart and breathed life into his lungs. Likewise, the world is a spiritual graveyard. Our job is to walk through the cemetery and speak to caskets. God's job is to crack them open. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. That goes back to Let's go. what we were saying about what you say and how it carries weight about hope. A hope, yeah. that's it. Wow. Like this is that's how serious it is. And when that's it. It's the suffering that through that string of things produces hope. Mm-hmm. Our hope is what makes us one person. Character. Like we are one you person. See how the Lord tied a bow yes, on this Yes, he, he did. That we will then speak Won't hope to people and then God will open the casket when mm-hmm. the time is right. Anyway, this is all I have for us. That's today, some good friends. stuff right there. It's incredible. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I was really scared. Y'all knew I was scared to come in. Um, but yeah, so that's what I have on sharing your faith. Become one person and then allow the suffering that has produced hope in you to be what you speak to people yes. and trust that the Holy Spirit will open the casket. Man, we the reason we come become so many different mm-hmm. people is because we don't think the person who God created us to be is good enough. Yeah. So understand who you are. Mm-hmm. You go back to this. Mm-hmm. You are who God created you to be mm-hmm. yes. to speak into certain people's mm-hmm. lives that he will bring in front of you. And I will say this. This is one, like, coming from a background of lots of missionary work. I thought I, I always thought it was going to be like a missionary. I thought mm-hmm. it was going to be in the foreign mission field. That's what I thought. I remember when I was, um, I remember when the Lord called me to ministry, I thought that's what that was going to look like. Mm. I've never, uh, never in my wildest dreams imagined it'd be like just like working for a church, but that's kind of where I am. But I've always kind of lived inferior to that. Yeah. Like I don't do enough for the gospel because I'm not out on this foreign mission field telling people who have never heard about Jesus about him. I'm not oh. doing life with them. Mm-hmm. It always felt inferior. And Brandon just said, Sally, you could literally be on this earth. Like God could purpose you to be on this earth to speak and impact one person mm-hmm. and yes. it would be enough. Yes. yes. Wow. And it's like, thank you, Lord. And so don't feel like you're not doing enough. If you have kids and you're discipling your kids, that is good. That's, like, that's your mission. It's imp- oh, it, yes. it is your mission. If it's to be the Holy Spirit to your spouse, to encourage them and to love them, to help produce hope in them, mm-hmm. like it, that is it. So don't feel like you're not doing enough, but we do stay in tune with the Holy Spirit and say, here I am. When you want to use me, give me the words, give me the boldness, give me the the courage and confidence, but also let me rest so much in what you've done for me that it just spills out of me, this is good. you know? You know, it's funny, just to, to close this too, yeah, yeah. you don't always have to have an answer. Yeah. You know, some of the, the times that people have talked to me just through different things, and they said the thing that impacted me the most in that conversation was me saying, I don't know. That's I don't know hilarious. it. Yes. So you can say that. Say, I don't know, but let's pray about it together and figure yeah. it out. Well, That's okay. The I don't know phrase is code for I surrender. Yes, because I'm at you the don't end. have faith. it all. And yeah. I'm entering faith. Yeah. And that is the, the key. That was fire. We could do this for hours. Let's. Okay. All right, next topic. <laughs> no. Um, guys, yeah. thank you so much for this conversation. We do have a guest next week. Very excited. I'm curious to see if people... Um, 
Message us. Message us and see if you can guess who it is. Oh, that would be a fun game. you to talk about the future podcast? And we need time? to do this. I hope people have made it to this moment. I made it. I should have said it at the very beginning. Um, in a few weeks, mm-hmm. we are going to do a uh, Revelation Q&A. So if you have been listening to Revelation, if you've had more questions, I will also even open it up to this. If you have gone in your own study time, mm-hmm. if you found out something else that has been interesting yes. to you, send it to us and we'll mm-hmm. talk about it. We can talk, we will talk about it anonymously um, <laughs> unless you say, hey, share my name. Like we'll Bro, do that too. You should add a poll, pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We should <laughs> we'll do that. We'll send it out. Yeah. That's what funny. do you believe? See yeah. what our church demographic the- leans on more. That'd be funny. Uh-huh. I do want to kind of know. So the goal of this is what you're saying is sometimes things on Sunday, things and you've been taught in, your, yeah. in the past and it doesn't click. We'll yeah. share those things with us. We might not be able to get everything, but we want to, we want to hear. I already about, have a couple. What? We have questions. Say them. No. Okay. Ooh. Cliffhanger. <laughs> I won't. Um, okay. So send in those questions. That's going to be at newriver.church slash podcast. You'll be able to submit your questions. So um, thank you for listening, Thanks. guys. Great conversation. Go share your faith. Okay. All right. Love y'all. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Overflow Podcast of New River Church, where we seek to provide authentic, practical, biblical encouragement beyond Sunday services. We hope you enjoyed this conversation. And if you'd like to learn more about New River, please visit us online at newriver.church or join us in person on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. and 11.15 a.m. We'll talk to you next week, same time, same place. May God cover you with His goodness and grace, and may Jesus always be enough.